New York and L.A. have instituted 24-hour safer-at-home lockdowns during the outbreak. It comes on the heels of Florida's What Virus initiative. Where my blonde is at? Beep, 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 boop, doop, doop, beep, 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 On the boats. confetti. Come on, Florida, get your shit together. Wow. That is unnecessarily harsh to our Floridian friends. Um, if you couldn't tell, he was kind of uh, mimicking a boat rave there with all those uh, sound effects and the confetti. Yeah, the yeah I could not tell. He's, he's good at that. Sound like a man losing his mind. If New York State were a country, it would rank number two after Spain for corona cases in the world. It would rank number seven in new deaths. That's how overwhelming uh, overwhelmed New York is right now. And so, Governor Cuomo just said a few moments ago, New York is the canary in the coal mine, people. New York is going first. What happens in New York is going to wind up happening to California and Washington State and Illinois. It's just a matter of time. Well, I hope that's not the case, because I hope we sheltered before it got here in time. But who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, and neither does anybody, but I think we'll have a lot more clarity in about a week. Oh, boy. Well, and the president's saying we're going to reassess where we are and what we're doing in about a week at the end of the 15-day challenge, which involves eating a Tide Pod, kicking your friend's feet out from under them, and snorting cinnamon, uh, among other things. Um, so uh, everybody's so anxious. And I've asked the question to medical professionals, how long do you suppose any idea? Nobody does. Nobody does. We'll reassess every, you know, half week or so. Has the stinking Senate passed that deal yet? I don't believe so. Not as of, you know, when we're, we're speaking these words. Unbelievable. As, and I hate to, uh, I hate to be partisan at all, but I think it's appropriate now is the Democrats have tried to pack all sorts of nonsense into the bailout bill. We will have a brief list of that for you coming up in a couple of minutes. Sean was pointing out that the stock market is up, what, about 1,500 points on the day? Uh, 1,600 at this point. And every single news outlet does not have the stock ticker in the corner like they do when it's going down. That's just your media not treating you right. Bad news and conflict. Oh, look, it's up on MSNBC, but it's the small version instead of that giant version that they put up when it's going down. That's just not good. That doesn't help us. We've got some horrifying ghoul from a, a, a scary movie no, on the left that's of the screen. Nancy Pelosi. Oh, right. my, my mistake. <laughs> it's a sick enough. Um, we mentioned earlier the uh, if you're if you're working from home, and some of you are, and you know, my life has changed very little, frankly. Uh, it depends on what your life is. I know, I know some people I was talking to, been texting with over the last several days that are in various jobs of construction or this and that. Their lives have changed very little. Just lots of fun stuff has gotten canceled, but. Yeah, more fun stuff has uh, emerged. Though I mentioned this earlier, I've I've watched not one but two uh, online concerts by some of my favorite songwriters and band leaders in recent days. It's really cool. Last night was on stageit dot com. You can pay w- what you feel like is right for the ticket, or throw a tip at the performer or whatever. It's really cool. But I've got some tips here if you're doing a homework setup, like you don't usually work for home, but you're working from home now. Mm. Uh, one of the tips that we really liked is your workspace is not one place that you've got to work. It's not like at work where you got a cubicle, so all your stuff is there for obvious reasons. At home, you could be on your laptop over there on the couch or out in the backyard, and you could do your other stuff over there. You can do whatever you want. Right. Lay in bed. And yet, whatever. I, me, you, everybody, we pattern our home office after the office office. 
without really thinking about it. Huh. It's a good point. Yeah. And if you are... There's no point to it. You don't need to have an assigned desk for your work. It's your place. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And if you envision yourself doing um, video conferences for the foreseeable future for your work, and you haven't invested the double digits and getting a, a green screen set up for behind your your video conferencing thing so you can have i don't know a warm fireplace <laughs> or the roman gladiator pits going on behind you during right. the conference exactly. i don't even know what you guys are doing i'm a big fan of a loop of a herd of elephants running by oh, yeah. oh my background. god if yeah. i could do that and be on conference calls all the time I'm on oh some ridiculous smoker's robe with like a, a snifter of, of apple juice but it looks like brandy or something it's probably right. brandy but they don't need to know that right i'd be always be on the serengeti or something like that. <laughs> yeah with a yeah. safari hat something exotic there you go. excuse me hey, pipe down back there. <laughs> um take Sorry. take breaks every 90 minutes do something mechanical with your body for 10 to 20 minutes such as walk, watching, hmm, walking somewhere or making lunch or cleaning or something. It rests your brain, gives your body a break. Okay, stretch is a good idea. Um, but this is the best one. Stop sitting. A fancy office chair will not save you because it's still a chair. Your bot, The body, human body, is designed for perching. This is the first time I've ever read this. Mm. We've been talking about smoking or sitting is the new smoking for years now. Right. I know. Smoking is the new sitting. Um, but I hadn't heard that you're supposed to perch. That's right. So you get a big wooden dowel. You suspend it from your ceiling via some wires. You start crapping on newspapers. <laughs> you climb on it and start to scrack, scrack. What do you mean perching? What is this foolishness you've brought us? <laughs> uh, that's when you sit on a high stool, like a bar stool at a kitchen island, with your rear on the edge of the school stool and your feet on the ground. That's my least favorite way to sit in the entire world. Your but feet are on the ground, though. That's the way I like to sit here. My only problem is this thing's on wheels, this chair's on wheels, and I'm afraid it's going to go backward and I'm going to crack my noggin. Perching works because your spine remains in an elongated S shape, right? not a slumped over C shape. Not the C. And your leg muscles remain activated, which spurs production of an enzyme called lipoprotein lipase. We don't still have that Tiger Woods clip, do we? <laughs> Which burns fat. You got to keep your legs activated. Well, not only your legs, right? Which burns fat from the bloodstream and prevents that glommed up feeling, which we all know that feeling. I've been tra- trying to explain that to my kids. Now, you feel this way because you've been sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah. If we get outside and run around a little, you won't feel like this. Boy, that glommed up feeling. Oh, I'm not even worst. sure that's a real word, but that's a great description. I know. I hate And that it's feeling. self-perpetuating. Yep. You got to deglom. Yeah. And yep. once you do, it's easy. Right. Uh, at first, Gotta activate your glutes. At first, perching might tire your abdominal and back muscles, but that's good. They're getting stronger, and they will slowly build up. Okay, perching. Maybe I should start perching. I don't. I've, I don't perch. I hate perching. I like perching. Okay, good. I'm a percher. Good. That's the way we're designed. Finally, my moment. Uh, I'm a stander. Yeah. I think it's just uh, nervous energy. I just I stand at home. I watch all my TV standing. Um, I stand at work the whole time. Oh, that's crazy. I have a power recliner. <laughs> Not only am I sitting, I'm reclining. God, I, it's almost. I tried pain. to activate my glutes as best I could uh, in between, uh, but it just—they never stayed activated. Yeah, you're. you're hey, have you tried to perch, Tiger? He perched on a Perkins waitress. That's what he did. Oh, hey, whoa! Lost his whole career it's like for a, a while. decade ago. What is it with you? I find it almost painful to sit down and watch TV. Really? Yeah. It just. <sighs> I just can't. That's, that's so funny. I just yeah. I can't wait. I'll be there in a minute. 
Is it because you never take off jeans, so it's <laughs> difficult to sit? Yeah, no kidding. And he wears them tighter than, you know, a, a cocktail. Makes in some sweats, my man. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm just walking around. I don't know. Sweats until it gets warm, and then it's soccer shorts, oh, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. Flip-flops and soccer shorts. Can't even the imagine. God intended man to be dressed. Can't even imagine. <laughs> what? Like he's given up. What? It's like I'm enjoying life, man. Mm. We're going to be dead soon. And you're going to have like, your, 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 your body's going to be all squeezed by your jeans and your boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a nice, relaxed corpse. <laughs> so, Is that the way you picture yourself in your, uh, in your casket in soccer shorts and flip-flops? I might ask him to bury me in that. Although mm. I, I think uh, I'm going to have him uh, do the old... Uh, Shoot uh, you into space? Uh, yes, clearly. Um, no, the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, uh, with the, uh, the, the oven and all. Cremation. <laughs> Cremation, that's it. Making a pie? I don't know, what do you... <laughs> Making a pie, but with dead people. Cremation. The yeah. eating, the eating, so, uh... They're... Oh, yes, go ahead, sorry. So yesterday I stopped at the grocery store, which was empty. The same grocery store that had been crazy busy for the last couple of weeks was empty yesterday. And I said to the person behind the counter as I bought a strawberry shortcake, I said, uh, Oh, good purchase. <laughs> I said, I said, so did everybody finally decide they got enough stuff and don't need to come out anymore? Because I was here yesterday and it was packed. And she said, yeah. And I think everybody decided that at the same time it was a ghost town in there. It was weird. Mm. Um, but anyway, I was buying the stuff. So I bought some cinnamon rolls and a couple of half pies and she a variety made. of things. How are you not 400 pounds? Why wouldn't well, you just buy a single full pie? Because uh, then I got two different kinds. I got two. Ah, I got a cherry okay. half pie and a boysenberry half Indecisive. Pie. I get Part it. Part of it is my, my, my son is having a medical procedure yesterday, and one of the things he gets ah. to do is he gets to order anything he wants. That's part of the motivating him to not be miserable over the fact that he's going to be sitting there on an IV all day long. Treats but anyway, of plenty. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, cool. so I bought all this stuff, and uh, I was talking to my wife about this new idea. She had never heard the term the freshman 15. You oh, go really? off to college huh. and gain 15 pounds, and it's it's more aimed at women than men, probably. <laughs> but uh, she thought it was sexist. But anyway, people are talking about the Corona 15. Um, COVID-19 15, that's what I call it. It's yeah. a real thing, dude. Yeah. Oh, my there, God. There is a certain bit of that weird, I'm on vacation eating thing going on. It's just, we're on vacation. It's just going to last a little while, so whatever. Right. Maybe you're, you're a stress eater. Maybe it's just everything feels unreal. All the normal bets are off. and You also have two months of supplies of snacks in your cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've hoarded up. And you, yeah. Your, your yeah. food supplies have never seemed more abundant. Right. You wander in there. You're fully stocked for the first time in weeks and maybe first time in years. And you're thinking, oh, look at that. Don't mind if I do. And you grab, <laughs> you grab Wouldn't want a, these to go to waste. <laughs> Don't <laughs> right. mind if I do. Oh, I'd forgotten we had a bag of these. Coronavirus! That's right. Fat! Fat. I got a buddy who always said, Yo, people always approach donuts like they've never seen them. Oh, donuts! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe maybe I'll have one. <laughs> well, speaking of cramming things in that you shouldn't, the Democrats' wish list on the giant coronavirus economic relief bill is utterly unjustifiable. You're not going to believe some of the stuff if you haven't heard it. It's coming up in seconds. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
hoping that in uh, the biggest crisis of my lifetime, the media would be better than it is. I thought maybe they'd put some of the let's just try to score partisan points stuff aside and bring us as many facts as possible since there's like nine different major topics to talk about. Health, economy, education. So many different directions you could go. And the balance between all those things. And everybody is paying attention. But they're not. No, Um, they're terrible. They're not. They're still just making it about partisan battles and gotcha questions and stuff like that. Very, very disappointing. Everything is about Trump. And did he disagree? Is is Trump going to listen to the doctors or is he going to open the economy? As if that's an either or choice. And everybody knows it's not. But that's what you're getting. And also, uh, our Congress people, our, our people in government, you would hope that they could put aside their, I'm just in it for me for a little while, since this whole stimulus package needs to happen like a week ago, to either get people checks or bridge loans to businesses or however it turns out. Right. But no, that's not the way it's working. No, it's still not passed. They're still wrangling. Uh, here, a quick conversation. Uh, Mark Cuban, famous billionaire, Mavericks owner, et cetera, was on Fox News having a, a chat. But the Democrats, first of all, have been adding all these different provisions, wind and solar tax credits, pieces of the Green New Deal. Nancy Pelosi's now talking about millions of dollars for the Kennedy Center. Uh, I'm all for the arts. But right now, when we're trying to kill the virus, why are there lawmakers trying to add these pet projects? Well, I think both sides are, are getting it wrong, right? There's no such thing as a perfect deal. And, and you know, perfection is the enemy of progress. And so while everybody's trying to throw in the kitchen sink that, you know, one side, you know, all, all the things you've mentioned, which is crazy, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side, they're trying to do everything to support corporations who have no bargaining power, yet they're asking for things as if they have all the power. Both sides are wrong. We just need to get a deal that gets money in the American people's hands and into the hands of small businesses in particular, and then you deal with the rest later. Yeah, I think there's a heck of a lot of truth to that, and I think you'd ha- get a huge amen for most Americans. It's it's Especially in the near term, it's about small businesses and their employees. God, jamming in more money for the Kennedy Arts Center. I got even more. This is I'm going to play some audio over here, Michael, if you're ready. This is uh, Senator John Barrasso controlling the actions today on the floor of the United States Senate. They want to put up an entire cap-and-trade system for the airline industry. That's a worthy debate to have, but not on this bill. They want to expand tax credits for wind and for solar power. That's That's a debate that is worthy of being held, but not on this bill today. That's not going to help one person who's having problems breathing to get a respirator that they need. That's what's holding this up. We know, Mr. President, that Nancy Pelosi has been pushing this extreme environmental agenda from the moment she cut the deal to remain as Speaker and said to the Liberals, I will do what you want if you just allow me to be Speaker again. And now, through a letter that she's written to the Democrats, she is bragging that she is carrying the flag for the Democrats' agenda. The Speaker is pushing for diversity on corporate boards, for collective bargaining, for election reform. There are proposals here in her proposal, and she said, I'm going to go write the bill, requiring early voting, requiring same-day voter registration. Where does that fit into a bill to rescue the American people who right now find themselves in the throes of a disease that may kill them and an economy that has been shut down? 
Yeah, things are getting pretty heated in the Senate. I understand her. I mean, Susan Collins, who is as mellow as a summer's day, was yelling at people. When you see somebody has, who's slipped in same-day voter registration, how would you not get angry about that? Oh, yeah. I'd light them up. Oh, come on. Money for the Kennedy Center. What? Or the Postal Service. Oh, yeah. That Bailing was another good post one. offices past debt. Yeah, what? they want to wipe out the post office's debt in the midst of this bill. I aye, don't aye, aye. want uh, you know corporations getting their hands in it in a way they shouldn't, and there are many ways it could happen. We know after the big stimulus package in, in 08, some of the money they gave companies ended up just going out to bonuses yeah. to people. Well, stock buybacks often that led to bonuses, but that's so difficult to prevent. Right. At least it's got to do with business and keeping the economy humming along. You can't justify money for the the, the Kennedy Senator of Arts or... or uh, uh, forgiving student loan, well, maybe this forgetting student loan, you can make an argument for. I'm against it, but you could make the argument for. Mm-hmm. But you certainly can't fit in same-day voting. <laughs> what's, what's that got to do with it? Green emissions for airlines. Right. Are you kidding me? Get this done! The Armstrong and Getty Show. I also started intermittent fasting just before coronavirus started. So I I don't eat because I realized I don't need to eat. I realized like someone tricked me into believing that I need like three meals or five yep. meals a day or something like that. So now I eat. I don't eat for 18 hours in a day and then I'll eat for like the rest of the hour but I eat like a few things and then I'm done my mom does the same thing I started that like two weeks ago and then when this happened I stocked up on so much food that I I've never (laughs) eaten more in my life (laughs) that's what we were just talking about Jimmy Fallon and Trevor Noah doing a little FaceTime thing there uh yeah, well, that's my thought about uh, intermittent fasting in general. Who, who tricked me into believing I need to eat all the, as often as I do? You don't. You just, I know. You just don't. I know. i got to stop. But then when we've got all this food around the house and you're not going anywhere, it's just, anyway. Hey, i got a question on the half pie you were talking about before. Yes. <laughs> Is it literally a whole pie cut in half? Correct. It's not like a half-sized pie because no. that would... Throw the uh, filling to crust ratio off, in my no. opinion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. no, it's a ha- it's a pie cut in half, and so I got Thank a ha- you. half cherry and a half boysenberry, which I think is a great idea. Oh, boysenberry is wow. a great berry. Yeah, I mean, depending on how many people you have in your house, that avoids the having just an absurd amount of pie what if around. One of them was me, <laughs> um, but because uh, I am a pie eating sob. Oh, <laughs> I-, I can't even imagine what I would weigh if I ate pie ever. <laughs> I don't know. Um, a more serious. If, if a note. zombie apocalypse comes, though, I will be well, uh, you know, positioned as people with my metabolism. We store fat effectively. It's really a gift. Keep that in mind. If I ever take off my shirt, it's a gift. <laughs> Something you should admire. You should be uh, jealous. Really, it's really a gift. Right. Um. So uh, the whole social distancing thing. One thing that gets left out of how successful South Korea has been is they've been doing GPS smartphone stuff to track people do tell 
uh, in a way that we will never in the United States, we don't allow it for, for our law doesn't allow it. And we as a society, we're not as into being tracked as yeah. other parts of the world are. Well, I was going to point out that South Korea has a much stronger sacrifice yourself for the good of the group. Yeah. mentality than we do. So a key to this is going to be when we're done with the social distancing and we when we, we we go back to normal life somewhat, then when cases crop up, they're going to do the um what's the term they call it where they they trace you back, social tracing. And they'll, they'll trace contact you. tracing. Okay, contact tracing. Yeah. yeah. So they'll go back to whoever you've met, who you've been around, then they'll have to quarantine and that way you can stop it from spreading. Right. Well, it's way easier in South Korea cuz they can actually find somebody with the case and then just go right into your records. The government can go right into the records, figure out where you've been, who's been around you, and then have those people oh, stay down. We don't I've do that. I've been wondering. I thought how long does it take? I mean, I've followed cops on, like, murder cases. It takes a long damn time to figure out who everybody has talked to in the last week. That's how they do it. Okay. Yeah, we don't do that in the United States and aren't yeah. going to. Yeah. I don't think. Hey, I want to address something really quickly. Um, the whole bailing out corporations thing. And if I'm missing something fundamental, feel free to email mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com or Texas 415-295-KFTC. But the problem is that money is fungible. So if you want to bail out United Airlines, for instance, or, or just pick a corporation, we'll, we'll say uh, Jones Corporation, make something up. Uh, you want to uh, give them uh, big government bailouts because if you don't, they have 1.3 million workers. It'd be a disaster, blah, blah, blah. So you figure, all right, I hate it, but we're going to do loan out, loans and bailouts and the rest of it. Well, they use some of that money to buy back their stock, which raises their stock price, and a lot of uh, executives get bonus based on the stock price. And and Mr. and Mrs. America are saying, well, wait a minute. That's not why we did this, like the, the TARP bailout, 0809. That's not why we did this, so you can get a bigger bonus, you greed head. And I have a great deal of sympathy for that. But the problem is, and, and I think most people understand this, if, say, you, you really liked, uh, I don't know, you really liked Positive Sean, but you didn't think he should uh, buy any more vi- video games, and uh, Positive Sean had some terrible health crisis and you donated money or whatever, well, yeah, he's going to use the money over here, but then that money that was over here, he's going to put it over there, <laughs> and he's going to buy some video games with it. That's the way money is. You can't give money to a corporation and say the one thing you can't do is buy back stock unless you pass a prohibition on a company buying back its stock right. yeah, at sure. all. But that's a hell of a lot more complicated thing than it seems. I mean, then you're really stepping into the economy in a way that you probably shouldn't. So it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I hate it, though. Right. But there's no way you can justify, here's money for this art museum. Okay. You think the art museum should have more money? Okay, that's an argument we can have on its own. What's that got to do with the freaking coronavirus? Right. Right. Coronavirus! Or same-day... Yes, yes, Cardi B. Or same-day registration. What the hell does that have to do with saving working-class people? It doesn't. It has... The, nothing. It's has just a do, wish list. Yeah, it has to do with getting more people on your side to vote, which is something you've been wanting to do for a long time, but a lot of, but half the country's against it, and you can jam it into this and perhaps get it passed, because nobody's going to vote against this. Right, exactly. Except for Rand Paul, who's sick. It's, it's shoehorning um, it. Speaking of, speaking of that, it's weird, the whole Senate thing. Have you seen where the numbers are? The Democrats have, uh, depending on who's showing up and who's not, they might have one more person there now than Republicans do. Republicans are down five senators Uh-oh. from coronavirus, and the Senate rules are you have to be there to vote. Right. It's not an option. Are they going to change that rule? They're talking about various ideas like proxy voting, but you can't do absentee voting. 
the Senate. It's it's actually against. It's unconstitutional. They would have to amend the Constitution. The great equalizer. It is the great equalizer, Madonna. Now (laughs) clothe yourself, you slut. Sorry, that was harsh. Nobody wants to see your wares that were at their peak in Reagan's first term. Right. Just listen, you're a lovely girl. You're not a lovely gal. You're a freak now. You've had too much work. Okay, so but it's just, a, but for God's ha- sakes, a bathrobe, anything. But they're going to have to come up with something. Oh, we're back if, on that. If five senators have it now, we could end up in a couple of weeks where you got 20 Democrats arguing with 18 Republicans and trying to figure this out. And then that's you're going to have each side hurling virus at each other instead of overheating oh, rhetoric. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. If we could just get Rand Paul, Rand Paul to jump in that guy's pool, we'd be back to even. Well, just send a doctor, send the Senate doctor to his house, collect uh, his mucuses, and uh, smear them. Okay, that's just, that's even gross by my 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 standards. The world's most deliberative body. Doesn't that seem like a weird way to run it? During a pandemic, they can't actually have good, long discussions about this and come up with answers, because people have to be there to vote. Yeah, I think you ought to empower. Uh, I or do you don't put them in a bubble, and Rand Paul walks in like in a big bubble, or, or one of those. I mean, uh, I'm for that, I don't know be... how effective that is. But. <laughs> one of those isolation gurneys. Have you ever seen those? It's like some of the cruise passengers had to go on those. You're in a plastic tube on a gurney with a big uh, ventilation apparatus trailing after you. Have them go in there and in one of those and vote, or empower um, like the head of your party or the senator pro tem or something to vote on your behalf. I mean, just because the guy's he's suspicious he might have the virus, so he's at home. The idea that he therefore cannot vote as he's video conferencing—I mean, that's just—it's—it's it's dumb. It's quaint. It's—it's—it's it's, it's outdated. I'm interested in this angle that, and I don't know if this is true for all diseases. Maybe you know. Um, with the corona, the more of it you get, the more likely you are to get it. Like you get just a—you touch a little bit of it. Yeah. You might get a mild version. It's like being invaded by troops. But you get more of the goo on you and you'll get a serious version does it do, do all diseases work that way like colds and flu i thought you either had it or you didn't like i don't depends think, i don't think you can get a worse version of a cold by you got like somebody sneezed right in your eyes as opposed to sure you can can you has to do with the immune response huh i thought and you either had so the cold ends or not my knowledge on the topic the reason i brought that up is in france they've got five doctors that have gotten corona and died Good um, Lord. And, uh, yeah, I assume they're not elderly. Certainly all five of them would have been. They definitely were healthy. Doctors tend to be healthy. Tend to be. You know, maybe maybe they were smokers and had health problems. I don't know. I don't actually know. But but they would have been around a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's what I understand, too, that the, um, the number of, of, you know, viruses you get in you at once matters. But I don't know how that relates to other diseases. I wish I I did. I uh, I was kicked out of medical school. I needed fairly a, uh, early on. I needed a break from uh, something else to read last night before I went to bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Woody Allen's book finally came out. Oh, his autobiography, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah memoir. Yeah. And What's the difference? Is there a difference between so. a memoir and an autobiography? I don't think I don't like the sort of person that says memoir. So okay. I know that I'll stop saying it. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, my memoir. I wrote a I'm story gonna... about my life. It's really long. I'm going to write a memoir and just going to mention you, being a prick. Um, <laughs> so people wouldn't. So a couple of publishers dropped it, including the publisher that had Ronan Farrow's 
book that won a Pulitzer Prize, and Ronan Farrow said, I will never write another book for you again if you publish my dad's book, because I think he's a child molester. Yeah. So they didn't publish it. I don't know who ended up publishing it, but it's out there and it's available. And uh, and I've seen a number of reviews that said it's unconscionable that this was published and only uh, a monster would buy it. What? Um, I read the first chapter last night and thought it was freaking fantastic. Fantastic. If you like Woody Allen, yeah. it was great. Oh, I'd love to read it. People are just picking out the parts where they get further into the book where he uh, denies ever molesting his kids, which I don't have any reason to believe he did, and I don't have any idea. So, <clears throat> And I don't know that I would even read those chapters because I don't care hearing him talk about it. But the stuff about childhood and he's starting to get into show business stuff is just freaking fantastic. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I mean, because he consorted with the greats. There was a funny bit the other day where Mel Brooks Jr. was on the other side of the glass. This is a video that was going around. The other side of the glass from his dad? I guess it was just his dad, but they made reference to Carl Reiner, too, and I'd forgotten that both of those comedy legends are still kicking. Well, that's cool. Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks are still alive, and Woody Allen are all still alive. Yeah. Those 2,000-year-old man things that they used to do, as soon as I discovered those, that was... It was over. It was curtains. I listened to those things for probably a month straight. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. You know, in, in the various parts of their canon, I mean, for instance, we've been playing that clip from uh, Blazing Saddles. And an old sailwagon, bushwhacking, horn-swoggling, crocker-crocker is going to roll away Christmas cutter. Because Mel Brooks was a speechwriter for Joe Biden. I... <laughs> I thought I remembered how funny that movie is and how funny it's not. Um, but uh, I, I've gone back and watched scenes again, and I'm reminded it is just it is an incredibly funny movie, and 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 politically edgy oh and my smart gosh. and the rest of it. Oh my gosh, yes, yeah, it deals with racism and all sorts of good stuff. But uh, uh, Tucker Carlson with some more stuff they're trying to jam into this two trillion dollar piece of legislation. There's never been anything this big in the history of the planet. And so everybody's trying to jam whatever they can jam in there in the middle of the night, knowing that it's got to get passed. Uh, Not good, man. I no. wish we could get a list of names and remember it. More on that on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The bill allocates $300 million for hiring experts to manage coronavirus preparation and response. Those are critical jobs. But instead of looking for the most qualified people in a time of national emergency, and that's the only criterion that should matter in the least right now, period, are you qualified? Instead of that, the bill orders that employees be chosen on the basis of their race and disability status. This is insanity. It's dangerous insanity. Who cares what color your scientists are? That's another thing you'd think would go out the window during the biggest crisis of my lifetime. Just get the smartest people to do this. We'll, nope. we'll argue about it some other day. Nope. The Democratic bill is full of hiring quotas and demands. And, in in fact, demands for the racial makeup of the board of directors of companies that get involved. You know, this is this is one of the reasons that Great Britain went from being a uh, a superpower to not a superpower. Was they realized, for instance, in the in the military and a lot of different levels 
they were only choosing from the elites, and you had become an elite, you know, hundreds of years earlier mm-hmm. through the name of your family, and they were eliminating all the possible to, uh, talent pool at the bottom because they didn't have the right last names. Right. And it happened in the military. It happened at all kinds of different levels. And you know what? You end up you end up being not near as good as you could be. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're kind of doing it in a different way. To make sure that we're fair to everybody and we have the right number, the right gender and races and all that sort of stuff, we're going to eliminate, possibly, the best talent in various ways. And it's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's self-destructive. Especially is what it during is. an emergency. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. It's like you're screening the firefighter who shows up to save you from your burning home based on whether, you know, they've got the right quotas. Two white firefighters show up in a row. I'd rather let my house burn than have two white firefighters. Let's hang on here. Uh, My girlfriend and I, we both came down with a mild cold at the beginning of last week, says this texter. Or was it? All the traditional cold symptoms, and it has made us total pariahs. I work in sales, and I've actually had a few people end conversations over the phone with me after they heard me sneeze. End conversations over the phone. <laughs> Boy, they're really not clear on how this thing's transmitted. Yeah. Uh, I like this one. Canceling schools and shutting down a portion of business for one week proving to be too much for us would be the equivalent of failing a civilizational marshmallow test. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think we'll we'll manage a couple of weeks. A couple of months, though, ain't going to work. That's a stretch, given the statistics I've heard about the average American. How much money they have in the bank, the rest well, of it. And we mentioned last week that Amazon was hiring, what was 100,000 new people? Walmart is planning to hire 150,000 new workers and increase employee bonuses, coordinating with restaurants and other companies that have laid off employees um, because they need the people. Mm-hmm. Ain't going to be enough to pick up the slack, but there are some businesses that are thriving during all this. Right, right. I'm concerned about the small businesses. So we were discussing earlier with Mark Cuban. Not he wasn't actually here, but um, say he was because the the average small business you know has uh, sixty days worth of cash on hand, and that's it. And that's the average. I mean, there's plenty that just have thirty. And man, that's the backbone of the American economy. The well, little guys. If they can start stop arguing about bailing out the post office and same day voting, maybe they Quotas. can get them get the money out to the companies. Final thoughts. Wow, that was mellow. Here's your host, Joe Getty. It reminded me of some of the most flaccid rock of the 70s. <laughs> I almost said something completely inappropriate. Uh-oh. So glad I didn't. Michelangelo, podcast. let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Michelangelo, a final thought for us? Yeah, I've got too much food at home, and I've got to make some sort of home gym. I'm going to either lift some chairs or push around the couch, or I'm losing my body. <laughs> there you go. You're slacking. And with your wedding coming up, your wedding night is not far off. That's right. Producer Positive Sean, a final thought? Yeah, seeing a lot of people struggling with the whole uh, sheltering in place sort of thing. I think I may need to fire up a a Zoom teleconference, give some sort of, here's how you do nothing and thrive. (laughs) The Sean way. Wow, yeah, and have people just uh, give voluntary donations to you during Mm -hmm. your webinar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jay, you thinking about doing something? Stop it. Right. Nip that in the butt. Jackie, uh, final thought for us. We're going to do our first Zoom teleconference with a couple of Sam's friends today, where there's more than just one of his friends together. I expect to hear a lot of giggling coming out of his bedroom about who knows what, probably a fair amount of flatulence and maybe some boob talk. I don't know what young men talk about. <laughs> That's most of it. Flatulence and boobs. That uh, sounds like a full day to me. Uh, final thought, volunteers across America 
are sewing masks for medical professionals. Now, they're not as good as the official ones, but it could be a stopgap until those N95 respirators can uh, can get to everybody who needs them. Meanwhile, you got Elon Musk, who bought hundreds of ventilators in China, and they're uh, now, I think, just now arrived in the U.S., and he's distributing those. The Ford Motor Company is making respirators, and they're as enthused as they can be. A lot of people doing a lot of good stuff. Meanwhile, in D.C., under the Capitol Dome, scumbags are engaging in scumbaggery. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank. So little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All of our podcasts are there, including the One More Thing podcast, which has never been aired, and there are extra large stuff. And you can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Love to hear from you. Yeah, every day it's, uh, well, we'll see where we are tomorrow, I guess. Join us then. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? It's the great equalizer. Come